Welcome to the Food Peace Please podcast, co-hosted by Serena Marie, RD, creator of Food Freedom Fit Fam, and Susan Ports, RD, creator of Fertility Nutrition Academy. Our joint mission is to empower women to embrace food freedom. We want women to realize there's more to life than changing your body and counting your calories, macros, or points. While we are medical professionals, this podcast is informational only and not meant as a substitute for individual medical advice. Now, let's get this party started. Welcome to another episode of Food Peace Please Pod. This is Serena, and today we are going to be talking, Susan and I are going to be talking all about whether you need to exercise to burn off your food. But before we dive in, I'm feeling real chatty. Susan, what is happening over there? What's new? Oh, well, we are in our like stimulation phase of our third egg retrieval. And I'm going to be honest with you, I feel really good. Um, like physically, like the medications, like I feel, I feel really good. Um, versus last time I had a lot of, uh, like anxiety and it didn't feel very good. And, um, like mentally was the biggest thing. Um, so this time, like I'm feeling really good, which is exciting. And I also executed this plan called operation. Don't tell me anything. And <laughs> I'm excited because I like had my first uh, follow-up appointments and starting medications yesterday. And so I told them, please don't tell me anything. And I've already preemptively told like my nurse coordinator to not like tell me. The biggest thing is I don't want to know like numbers around like follicles, all that kind of stuff um, and like sizes because that just causes me to like comparison trap like that compared to the previous cycle. And then it just causes whole tailspin. So. I just said, I'm like, I don't want to know any of that stuff. I just want to like take the medications and you call me and you tell me like when I need to come back and what to continue to take for medications and we'll go from there. So yeah, our third egg retrieval will probably be next week sometime. I So I saw Susan kind of announce that on her like Instagram story um, and I was so proud of you, but I kind of feel like, so I have questions. So was that like a hard thing to ask for? Like I guess if somebody's on this journey that you're on and they're sitting there and they're kind of like inspired to do that, like was that the kind of thing where like – I'm just thinking like if I ask to not get weighed at the doctor's office, I always get like pushback. Is it a similar type of situation where like you need to expect pushback and like how to handle it if you get pushback? Um, I was mostly like – for me, I wasn't nervous about getting pushback on it. I was just like nervous that I was actually going to follow through and like advocate for myself and like say like this is what I want. Um, So like like I said, I like preemptively like told my nurse and she was like, I'll put it in your chart. But she was like, you should probably like make sure to say something. Um, So like when the PA came in yesterday to do my ultrasound, I like told her and she was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And she was like, I'm just curious, though, like, why don't you want to know? Because I'm guessing this isn't a normal request Um, because I think that women on the fertility journey just do get really fixated on the numbers. And I think it's hard to break away from that. But I'm kind of looking at it as like it's very similar to the scale. And getting obsessed with the scale. Um, And those numbers at this point, like, really don't 
help me. Like they're not going to change anything. It's not going to make a difference. And the other thing, if you haven't been through this, that maybe you might not realize is like, even though they like count these follicles and they look at how big they are, you know, like, so they'll tell you like, oh, you have this many follicles. Well, that doesn't mean that's how many eggs you're going to get because you don't get an egg from every single follicle. Um, so like that part can be kind of frustrating if you think you have a certain number of follicles and then, you know, maybe it doesn't materialize for like the number of eggs that you would expect. Um, and yeah, so I would say like you just, to me, it was, it wasn't so much that I got, like, I didn't get pushed back once I shared with her, like what I was, like, I just explained to her, I said, you know, the numbers just like really mess with me mentally and it's just not helpful. And she was like, oh my gosh, I totally respect that. Like, good for you for like realizing that. Cause I'm sure what she realizes is she probably sees that in a lot of patients, you know, and then you're spending a lot of time like trying to like rationalize and console like yourself or like getting that from like your providers. And it just, I was like, okay, this isn't helpful. I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I just was so curious because I, I just, I don't know. When I go to the doctors, I always feel like I'm kind of on the defensive. And I think that's really something to makes me curious because I'm in this like thin, privileged body. And I'm like, so it's just interesting to hear about like, I've never been on a fertility journey. Like, what's that like? Or like when I'm talking to clients that are in different bodies than I'm in. But I just think that's so interesting. So basically, it's like, at this point, getting those numbers, like there's nothing to, it's all out of your control. Like, it's literally just information that your brain would like ruminate on and like, yeah, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's not helpful at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know. I just, think, I just think that's like so interesting though. Sorry. We're like not talking about the topic right now, but like I just – the reason I'm so like harping on this is because this is like the, the benefit of like working with or talking to or leaning on somebody who's been on this journey because like let's say I was to start like an IVF journey tomorrow, like I would want to know that because if I was like going to start spiraling because I find out how many follicles I have and then the follicles don't all give me an egg and it's like, I would want to know, I would, it helps you surrender to the process sooner, which like really Susan and I talk about this a lot, like offline of like how just surrendering and like being at peace with the things that life throws at you, like how that's really like at like the heart of like, reducing anxiety and like having peace of mind and just like that advice is so powerful to just like create peace of mind when you're on an IVF journey because all the stress hormones certainly don't do your body any good when you're doing this process I'm sure. Well yeah and like you have to remember that like you already have a lot more hormones in your body than normal so like you know, like your estrogen is higher, you know, they're monitoring all this stuff, but like you just have a lot more hormones in your body because what's happening is your body's trying to grow multiple eggs at one time. And so if you think about it, like you normally grow one a month. So now you're like amplifying it by like however many times that. So it's a, and what I have noticed is that the higher my estrogen gets, the more anxious I feel. So that can probably be true for other people as well. And it just, that anxiety causes you to ruminate more. So it, and again, it's on something that like you literally don't have any control over. Like it's not going to change. Like the outcome already is what it is. So like you have to just like let it 
let it be. And again, I understand that it's really hard. And I agree with Serena. I think that like um, consulting and like talking with someone that's like been through this, like you, otherwise you wouldn't know that. Yeah. That's like some free fertility nutrition academy level advice right there. So you're welcome if you're listening. (laughs) Yes. All right. So Serena, what is new with you? Oh gosh, what is new with me? Um, you know, after um the wedding stuff, like actually life's not that calm. I have like a lot of friends and family getting married, so I am like super duper busy. But before all of the like bachelorette parties and bridal showers start, um, Anthony and I are headed to Nashville this weekend. We kind of found some super cheap plane tickets and we decided we wanted to go hiking in Kentucky's um national um mammoth cave. So we're going to go cave exploring, cave hiking. I don't know what to call it, Um, but we're going to spend a night in Nashville too. So I'm like excited. I'm trying to not pack a carry-on, like just pack everything in my my backpack, which is going to be a challenge for me because like I like my jewelry, makeup, stuff, all my stuff. So I'll let you guys know if I'm successful, (laughs) but that's what's going on this weekend. Well, good for you for trying to pack everything into a backpack because that, my friend, is impressive. That is very impressive. I haven't done it yet, so. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm excited for you to go to Nashville because there's lots of really cool things in Nashville. And this is reminding me that I haven't sent you my restaurant recommendations yet. So I I will do that. But I guess if you're listening and you want to know what the good places are in Nashville, I have to look them up. But the one place that I absolutely love is called Puckett's. And it's like a grocery. I think it's called Puckett's Grocery. Anyways, but it's actually a restaurant. Um, Really good, like, authentic Southern food. Okay. Yeah, we need a rezzo for Sunday still. So maybe we can hit that place up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's talk about whether you need to exercise to burn off your food. Um, Susan, do you have any advice for somebody who feels really kind of um, stuck in this pattern of feeling like every time he or she eats, um, they need to really spend time to exercise to compensate? Yeah. I think this is a really hard like topic. I think that this is something that can be pretty deeply ingrained um, and it's coming from diet culture telling you that one, for starters, it it's starting at the point of like viewing how you view food and you're looking at certain foods as good and bad because most likely the reason why you think you need to exercise to earn food and certain foods is because you think certain foods are bad and because of that, you think that exercise is either negating them or helping you make room and allow yourself to eat them. So the very first step is what we kind of start with in intuitive eating, which is making peace with food and putting all foods on an equal playing field. It means not labeling them as good or bad. And when we remove those labels, here's the thing that you need to know. Like, There is no such thing as good or bad food. Like your body gets calories, carbs, protein, and fat from the food regardless of what it is. So it's going to get that from some ice cream or it's going to get that from eating like 
quinoa and chicken. So <laughs> what an example. Um, your body is going to get the carbs, the protein, the fat out of there. It's not like your body can't. I think what I'm trying to say is it's not that your body can't utilize that food, right? And I know you might be saying, oh, but like it's really calorie dense. Like it, like your body knows what to do. Like your body is going to calibrate. And what I mean is like if you eat – so say, for example, you eat a lot of calories one particular day and maybe like you're not super active and you don't burn as many, which by the way, most of your calories that you burn come from like your basic daily living, just so you know. They don't come from physical activity. Um, but physical activity is important. It's just – it's different. Um, so when you have like that excess of calories, like did you know like your body could actually like – turn up the metabolism to like burn those calories faster because your body's actually actively trying to maintain like the weight that is healthiest for you. So your body's constantly like abbing and flowing its metabolism to go to keep your weight and your body functioning at that place that's best for you. This is literally, I think, not like to go back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the podcast. This is about surrendering to the idea that you cannot control your weight. Your weight has already been genetically predetermined by your genetic blueprint. And it is so hard, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're 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 you like me and Susan, it's probably because you can relate to our control freak personalities. And so yes, it is hard for us, but we need to surrender to the fact that you cannot control your body weight and your body size by, you know, eating less or burning off more calories. Okay, this has already been written in your genetic blueprint. So exactly when we are in this mentality of understanding that we can just sit back, relax, and trust our body to do what it needs to do to keep our weight at the healthiest weight for our body, our genetic, you know, genetically predetermined set point weight, then you just everything feels calmer. Cause like Susan just said, you have that peace of mind of like, hey, you know what? I ate too much tonight. Instead of me feeling like I have to wake up tomorrow and go on an extra long run, which is how I used to operate, right? I just kind of know that maybe if I didn't need all that energy I ate tonight on Thursday night, then maybe tomorrow I'll feel a little less hungry. Or maybe tomorrow during my workout, I'll end up pushing a little harder because I have that extra energy. Um, or maybe just like, you know what, I needed that extra calories because, you know, two days ago I actually accidentally under ate. You know, the point is, is that I just like have like all of this, like, just think of how exhausting it is to micromanage putting your calories in and tracking your macros and figuring out how many calories XYZ burns. And like, I just think of like how exhausting it was to constantly be counting and think having that running in the background versus now. It's this like sigh of relief of like, you know what? If I overeat tonight, I am confident my metabolism will do what it needs to do. My hunger will do what it needs to do. Like my my weight has been predetermined. It's not my job. And just relinquishing that control is hard. Like again, that's what Susan and I do is we help women find the 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 confidence and feeling empowered enough to relinquish that control. But once you relinquish it, 
you feel so much less exhausted. Like you just feel so much calmer. And it is like, I mean, I just like my heart feels light right now as I'm describing it to you guys. Like it is just such a wonderful, warm, comfortable feeling to not have to be constantly micromanaging your food and how many calories you're burning. Yeah. I think a really great analogy for like what this can feel like is I just imagine in like when you're trying to control something. So like when you're trying to control your weight and your food or honestly anything else in your life, like just imagine like you're trying to like hold on to like something really tightly. So like make a fist and just hold on to it extremely tight. Like that's what it feels like when you're trying – like that's what it feels like in your body and in your mind when you're trying to control things. And okay, so after you're like squeezing your fist and then let it go, like do you feel that sense of relief? Like you feel like that sense of like, oh, like that's what it feels like. Like it's that uh like amazing feeling that you get when you release that control and you just let your body guide you. And I mean, we can really get deeper here and say like this can get like more spiritual as well. Like if you just let the universe guide you and it's the same thing, like letting your body and letting your and letting the universe just guide you in the direction that like feels that works for you like without having to have so much control like it is like i'm just telling you right now like life is so much easier it's so much easier and like i and what it was so funny susan just said like we can go deep here and i literally had my like hand to like unmute my microphone to like say the deep thing that popped into my head which is just like and 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 listen this is like a really loaded question i'm about to ask you but like do you love yourself enough to let yourself relax and feel that peace in your soul <laughs> you know again we went really deep here or like do you feel safe enough to relax and just trust life and your genetic blueprint or the universe or God, whatever it is you believe in? Do you feel safe enough to let go of the reins? And again, this is why food freedom, you might read the intuitive eating book and be like, pish posh, I understand it logically. But like what we need, what you need to do is find that's that sense of like I love myself enough to do this hard work to feel this peace and to like be okay with it because we have been told our whole life that we have to constantly be fighting to be attractive enough to be good enough to be the way the world wants us to be and you can't be at peace because if you're at peace you're giving up and so you need to keep fighting and be uncomfortable and beauty is pain and that was like the fiber of my belief system in my 20s and somewhere along the way I got so flipping exhausted that I said wait a second. I want to try this new thing. And it was terrifying, but I had to then start working on finding that self-love, asking for help, building safety in my life and with the people I knew to let myself feel calm and safe with trusting the universe. Yeah. I love that. Like the point is, is that like peace 
comes from that release of just letting things go. And I get it. Like that is a lot easier said than done. But what I want you to know is that when you start with food, so you can start with food. And I would say that's probably, I mean, that's where I started. I'm going to venture to guess that's probably where Serena started too. But like when you start with food in releasing that control, that's when life starts to get more fun. Like I totally agree with Serena. And like in my 20s, when I think about it in my 20s, I probably lived the same way. Like I was very like stuck in this hamster wheel of trying to control everything. And like this picture perfect text, you know, this is like white picket fence, like what my life is going to look like. And all that control, like, wasn't helpful at all. And it, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. Like, I, and once you let go of that control and you start living your life, again, you can start this with food. I think starting, I honestly think starting with food is a really great place to start with releasing control because food is something that you have to, you have to eat every single day. And, it's fun and it's pleasurable. Like you can really find like some amazing, delicious food like that is super nutritious too. Like whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it can be a donut or it can be like this amazing kale salad that I'm going to keep talking about that Serena makes. So <laughs> like my point being is like when you release that, like you actually allow more pleasure into your life. And I think the thing that we don't value enough is that the benefits of that are extremely unseen, right? Like you can't see the physical benefit of letting go of the control. Now, I would say you can feel it physically. You can feel that anxiety reducing in your body. You can feel your brain calming down. Like So you can feel that, but it's not like a physical thing you can see. But I just want you to think about how having that constant control and that constant like tightness in your body because you're trying to control things is not healthy for your body, your mind, or your soul. So when you let go and you allow things, like you're just allowing for more things to happen to you. And again, like it becomes more fun. Like that is what the fun is in life, you guys. It is allowing things to just happen. And like I say this, like knees deep in a fertility journey for five years, like on my third round of IVF, like where it's like, you know what? Like it is what it is. Like it's way more fun to just like let it go. And this is bringing us back to what I was saying in the beginning of the podcast and saying, don't tell me anything. Like I like it, it's way more fun and just letting it go and seeing what happens than like trying to control every little thing. It's surrendering. And like, I really, I want to challenge you. Like when I, again, like I'm kind of thinking like 20 year old Serena, current day, 34 year old Serena, right? It's like when I used to think of like, let yourself go. Like I used to have this like horrible negative feeling flood my body of like what it would be to let myself go. And like now when I hear like, let it go, release it, surrender. Like I don't think I'm lazy. I'm giving up. I feel liberation. Like I literally like the the image that kind of comes into my head is like my body falling, but like falling like in this like 
beautifully supported, like almost like if there was no gravity, like this like floating feeling and like all these beautiful colors around me. And like, obviously, like, I don't even know why I just shared that with you. But the point was like, letting go isn't scary anymore because like Susan just said, I think food is such a cool place to start letting yourself go and like letting go of control essentially because first of all, there's all those quick wins like Susan was describing. Like you're going to be like, wow, this was fun to go get pizza with my partner and to like laugh and enjoy it. Wow. Like it was delicious. Wow. I have more energy. Wow. My performance is improving. Wow. My period is regular. Like you're going to get these physical like quick wins from eating more food. So that's pretty cool. But then also part of what you're learning when you're learning food freedom and you're relinquishing control around your food is you're learning coping mechanisms, right? Like that's a big part of what coaching, nutrition coaching is, is like learning these mechanisms, these coping mechanisms to help regulate your nervous system because what we're doing when we're using food or dieting or body checking to kind of help us cope with anxiety is we're like numbing ourselves out. We're like not really like processing the, the thing that's stressing us out, right? We're, we're just kind of like putting all this control and energy into food or body. And so when you let go of that control, all of this anxious controlling energy wants to go somewhere. And so like what coaching is, is like us literally saying, well, how do we build systems or practices into your life to just help you feel calmer so that as you relinquish control, you can trust yourself more, trust the process more. And so like, you're like, this is weird. I'm learning about not dieting, but I also feel like I can deal with like my spouse freaking out better. Because you've learned coping mechanisms, right? Like I have had so many clients say things to me like, you know, I'm at work and something really stressful popped up that used to make me go bingy on cookies and, you know, in the break room. And now I can sit here and I can take some deep breaths and I can like regulate myself. Like I don't need the food to cope anymore, right? So it's like the perfect playing field to really start to like get to know yourself, get to know your nervous system and make letting go a beautiful experience for yourself rather than this like terrifying, fearful thing. Yeah, that was, that was really good. I, I don't even know that I have anything to add to that after that, because that was, that was a really good like summary of like what it can be like. And I think our point in just sharing this with you is getting you to see like that there is another way, right? Like we're not saying you have to believe everything that we're saying. Like we just want you to know that there is another way and it just like play with the idea that like there could be another way to do life and to have a relationship with food. And this – it may allow you to just find more pleasure and more joy in life. And I mean, who doesn't want that? Thank you for joining us. If you're a female athlete looking to heal your relationship with your body, head to serenamarierd.com to download my free runner's guide to better body image. And if you're trying to conceive, head over to freedom.fertility on Instagram to grab your free starter guide for food freedom, fertility, nutrition.